We're talking NFL draft with Locked On Draft co-host and draft talent evaluator Damian Parson, who gives us his take on the quarterbacks, receivers, and edge rushers, amongst others, and who also has an interesting idea on how to help fix the Giants' offensive line. That's coming your way next on the Locked On Giants podcast. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the promo code LockedOnNFL, written in all lowercase letters, for a first deposit match up to $100. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Trena, credentialed member of the New York Giants media for Locked On and, of course, for Giants country, part of the Fan Nation Network. And I want to welcome you all in to the Locked on Giants podcast, my everydayers, my Blue Crew community members, my newcomers and everybody in between. You are all appreciated and loved by yours truly. And on today's Locked on Giants podcast, as promised, I have my colleague from Locked on Draft, Locked on NFL Draft. He is one of the two, the dynamic duos over there, along with Coach Keith Sanchez. He's Damian Parson, who is also a talent evaluator. Um, he's done work with Draft Network. And uh, he is just amazing. So if you have not checked out his work, check out the show, Locked on NFL Draft. And Damien's here to talk draft with us, specifically to the Giants. So, Damien, thank you so much for joining me. No, no problem at all. I you know, joined you guys last year, had a great time, uh, very supportive fan base. So I uh, was happy to come back on. Yeah, and our fans loved you, actually. They're like, you got to get, you know, Damien on again. So I said, well, here, here he is, folks. So, Damien, we've got to start with the obvious one. You know, the New York Giants are at a crossroads with the quarterback situation. General Manager Joe Shane has said, yes, we have to address the position, given the contract status of Tyrod Taylor, who's going to be a UFA, given the injury to Daniel Jones, who, of course, is dealing with an ACL. What can you tell us about the top prospects at quarterback and what's realistic, do you think, for the Giants? Well, of course, you know, the top guys, especially at the top, you know, at the number one and two, Caleb Williams out of USC and Drake May out of uh, North Carolina, two uh, high-talented, toolsy guys who are dual-threat quarterbacks that can make plays with their legs. They have really good arm talent and can improvise if you know if the pressure starts to get into the backfield, they can create and not be kind of the sitting ducks that we've seen from some quarterbacks. Where if you get pressure, and you know it is quick pressure, they're dead to rights. These guys can make plays with their legs and get out of trouble, right? I always talk about get that kind of monopoly, get out of jail free card. That's what their athleticism allows allows them to do. But those guys are going to be top three picks, like get almost guaranteed, right? Unless. Even if Chicago was to trade, like somebody would trade up to one, you know, to select one of those two guys, commanders, Patriots at two and three, they don't make it outside of the top four. The The next available guy would be Jaden Daniels, who to me 
is the the X factor at the quarterback position in this class. And, um, you know, when it comes down to just Lamar Jack- Jackson type of speed and explosiveness in open field, that's what Jaden Daniels brings out of LSU. But he's got a really good arm, a guy who's like everybody was at Michael Penix Jr. from Washington, was such a great deep ball thrower. Well, Jaden Daniels was his touchdown to, to interception ratio on passes 15 to 20 yards down the field, 34 to zero interceptions, 34 touchdowns, zero interceptions. He is one of the best, just most accurate deep ball guys. Talking about ball placement outside the numbers, giving guys a shot against tight man-to-man coverage and putting it where only his guy can make a play. I love I love watching his game. He's got to consistently just kind of work the intermediate. So we do, like me and Keith always talking about hitting the singles and doubles. It's not always about the home runs as much, but hitting those singles and doubles more consistent consistently is where he needs to to really you know take his game to the next level. So for with the Giants being at six, the realist I was a realistic spot uh, or potential what could be Jaden Daniels, and that's only if the New England Patriots decide to bypass on quarterback and select the Marvin Harrison Jr. Then you have uh, right after them is the Arizona Cardinals at four who are going to go to wide receiver. And then you have the, the Chargers who clearly don't need a quarterback. They need some other pieces with his offensive line, things like that. You know, another receiver, maybe Brock Bowers at tight end. So Jaden, if Jaden doesn't go at three to the Patriots, he could slip right into the right into the lap, right into the Giants' hands at number six. But if he's not there, there isn't, for me, there isn't a quarterback that J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan I really like, but he's going to take a little bit of time to get him where you want him to be. Michigan kind of handicapped that offense where they ran the ball a lot. Not a lot of true drop-back sets for him to get the reps as a passer that you want him to get. Uh, so it's like he's not a finished like day one starter, unless you're a coaching staff and GM that is secure in their positions where we're going to live with the ups and downs. We know he's going to have some moments where he looks brilliant. He's going to have some moments where he looks like a a very raw rookie. And if you can kind of compartmentalize that and deal with it and you're confident in still coaching him up, then sure, you can start him day one. But he's probably not going to be a guy that, that goes at six, in my opinion. So you think about what was realistic for the Giants. I think they go, they should probably look at the offensive line. The Evan Neal situation has not panned out. And, you know, for me personally, working with Keith Sanchez on the Locked On for Draft, as well as the Draft Network, I remember when Evan Neal came out, he said he's not a right tackle. He's a left tackle. Well, what has he been playing for the New York Giants and he struggled at? Right tackle. So in that case, he may be somebody, in my personal opinion, you try to dangle as a trade piece. If you're, because if you're, especially if you're considering, you're going to pay Andrew Thomas at left tackle. That means you're not flipping, you know, Evan Neal to left. So in that situation, maybe you look at a right tackle in this class. You look at a Talese Fuaga, a big 6'6", 325, 30-pound road grader uh, out of Oregon State, right? You think about um, Marius Mims, the 6'6", 6'7", 325-pound athletic mover from Georgia. He has championship pedigree, physical, good, great arm length. Then a guy that another guy, I mean, he's not the consensus isn't as high on him yet, but we'll see him down in Mobile next week. And that's Tyler Guyton out of Oklahoma, former tight end convert. He's listed at 6'7, 335, 340. 
absolute freak of nature in terms of his movement skills, how explosive he is out of the break, out of his uh, out of the blocks at the snap. He can cover ground. He's got a great arm length, and he's still developing his body type because he's, you know, had to bulk up from being tight end at TCU before transferring. So I think the trenches and getting that right tackle spot is probably going to be where they really should be looking because I don't know if any, if none of the three t- top three quarterbacks come off the board, you know, or, or available at six, I don't think you reach because I think Bo Nix out of Oregon at six is a reach for me. Michael Penix Jr., we got to get to the combine to see what's going on with his ACLs. He tore two ACLs in college before – transferring from Indiana to Washington. While he was at Indiana, he had four, I think three to four consecutive season-ending injuries. So the injury history is robust. So it's like, we got to get him down to, you know, get him to the combine, let the doctors look at him, see what is going on. We don't want to hear a Tajay Spears thing what we heard last year, where it's like, you know, the word was he didn't have any ACLs left. So that, you don't want that from your court. You don't want that with your quarterback. So you want to see what he looks like, but his game is pro ready. His game is like literally day one starter. It's more so the health concern of how high you draft a Michael Penning. So if you're looking at quarterback in this class for Brian Dayball, there's a couple guys on day two. And, you know, you think about Spencer Rattler, a guy we just had Jim Nagy on uh, this past weekend on the Locked on NFL Draft podcast. And, you know, we talked to him about Spencer Rattler. And, and Jim said, every, you know, first quote, Every year, there's there's prospects that the media is higher on and the NFL's lower on, and vice versa. He said this year, Spencer Rattler's the guy that the NFL's high on, but the media and the fan bases are lower on. And you talk about NFL. This is a former projected first overall pick heading into the 2021 college football season. People thought he was going to the Houston Texans that year, you know, and it didn't work out. He struggled. There was a lot that went down at Oklahoma. Caleb Williams. That birth happened where he took over the starting job. Then him and Lincoln transferred to, you know, leave and go to USC. But Spencer has legitimate arm talent behind a very shaky offensive line for South Carolina. He showed the ability to create with his legs and make plays where he didn't do that before. He's a good athlete. So he showed the ability to layer passes. He can make any throw on the field. Like, so I think, you know, you're talking about day two type of guys. Definitely Spencer Rattler, J.J. McCarthy, if he's there, which I don't expect him to be. I think he's going to be a top 20 pick. I just don't know about top 10 just yet. Michael Pratt out of Tulane is a guy on day two. Uh, listed at 6'3", 220, mobile, good arm talent, really good throwing mechanics, accurate at all three levels. A guy that I really like, he'll be down in Mobile as well. So you think about guys on like second, third round, if they wanted to bring in some competition especially, because I, you know, I know DeVito did some solid things there, but they have to figure out this quarterback situation for the long haul. And I don't know if it's Daniel Jones. I don't think it's Tommy DeVito. I don't know if they have their future quarterback on the roster right now. Hey, Giant fans, just because the Giant season is over doesn't mean that the fun of playing daily fantasy sports with prize picks has to stop. Because right now, with basketball season underway, Price Picks gives you the chance to pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League that was created specifically for combo projections featuring two or more players from different sports or leagues. And did you also know that you can play along with friends and family by checking out the community tab? Price Picks is so easy to play. Just pick two or more players, predict their stats, and sit back and see how they perform. 
It takes less than 60 seconds to make an entry. And when you play with prize picks, you'll enjoy quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and a wide selection of players and stat types. So what are you waiting for? Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL on all lowercase letters to get a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash NFL. And that promo code in all lowercase letters is NFL for your first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. But Damien, let me ask you something. You mentioned offensive tackle would be the way you might consider going if the top quarterbacks are off the off the board. Let's explore that a little bit further because the Giants also need a wide receiver one. And I understand that this draft class is very deep in receiver talent, but weighing, you know, the the depth of the offensive tackle class and versus the wide receiver class, can you just give us some prospects and where do you think, you know, the, you know, after weighing them the best route is for the Giants it, if they can't get that quarterback. Yeah, if quarterbacks not available, you know, at six, I do believe like the top two guys that tackle Joe Alt, Olu Fashanu, who are both left tackles, but they're athletically gifted to play, play right tackle and swap sides if they if necessary. Um, those would be I think both of those guys should be available because I think when you think about teams that could potentially draft them. The first team that comes to everybody's mind is the Tennessee Titans because they have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, and they're trying to protect their young, going to be second-year quarterback in Will Levis, and tackles one of their biggest needs. So we expect tackle to come off the board when they hit the um, when they're on the clock. But so I do think that both of the top guys would be there with receiver. That one's a little tricky, mainly because it, like I said, depends on what New England does because New England. Drops that bomb and takes Marvin Harrison Jr. I think there's going to be a little bit of a run at receiver to where we could see three straight receivers. I mean, if New England goes Marvin Harrison, you know, you could expect either Malik Neighbors or Rome, uh, Rome, Roma Dunze to go to the Arizona Cardinals. And then whichever one doesn't get selected to the Cardinals, I think that guy would be in play for the Los Angeles Chargers. Like even with Brock Bowers on the board, Quentin Johnson didn't, you know, uh, kind of live up to the hype as a first round receiver last year. And then, you know, Mike Williams consistently is hurt. Keenan Allen's getting older. So they need to, to break, get as many, especially once you paid, you know, Justin Herbert, you want to get as many young cost efficient contracts at the wide receiver position as possible. So I think we could see three come off the board, but if new England doesn't go, if new England goes quarterback, I think, you know, Malik neighbors or Roma Dunze will absolutely be available at six. And that would be, a situation where, to me, you get yourself a wide receiver one. I think both of those guys are wide receiver one caliber guys. Roma Dunes, they listed like 6'3", six, 6'3", uh, six, 6'4", 215, uh, track background, ball skills. He's a very nuanced, savvy route runner, so he, he can win with speed down the field. He can win with his body control and his frame at the catch point, but he also can win as a route runner and give whoever's the quarterback an easy, quick option in the passing game, a guy that's very smooth, very smooth, very efficient in and out of his cuts and breaks and things of that nature. So he's such a talented guy. And then Malik, Malik Neighbors is one of the more explosive guys in this class. You talk about being able to generate just RPMs and just like just change gears either before the catch and after the catch. His stop and start ability is really good, but where he's really going to make his 
his where he's really going to bre- uh, butter his bread in the NFL is yards after the catch. You think about quick plays where you like quick inbreakers, slants, mesh concepts with the crossers, getting the ball into his hands in space where then he can just become a runner. And it's very, if you don't contain him and box him in, he's going to take it 60, 70 yards. He is that explosive, that dynamic. And a guy that is still like, he's, he's got physical, some physicalness to his game as well. You turn on the tape of him versus Alabama when, you know, even last year in 2022, when he faced their top corner, uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, you just saw two top prospects battling and you saw the physicality elite neighbors plays with. And I think those will be the guys that you feel comfortable with at six, not, Keon Coleman from Florida State, maybe not as much, um, you know, not at not that high. And then you think about guys like Xavier Leggett uh, from South Carolina and then like Troy Franklin from uh, Oregon. Those guys are pro- still like those are more mid 15 to 25, you know, range of the first round. But Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze will 100 percent be to me, will be available at six or could be available at six. And those are guys that will absolutely uplift this passing offense. Damian, another need that the Giants have is edge rusher. And we haven't really heard a whole lot about this class of edge rushers in the draft. What can you tell us about them? And, you know, I I don't know if there's anybody, you know, who would be a good fit at six. But, you know, what about like day two prospects maybe? So with this edge rusher group, it's, it's a good group. Uh, you know, Patricia, it's a, it's a really good group of guys. You have a variety of, you know, skill sets and body types. So like, you know, think about having KT, K, you know, cave on one side and you needing to me with cave on cave just a, a, he's a guy that can win in multiple ways with speed around the edge. He runs, he, he can win with speed to power. His hands are, have gotten better to knock down and dislodge the, the blockers hands and punches stuff like he's, he's developing, very well, but I think you want to get more of a either a true technician or a speed threat off the off the other side of him. And I think you know you're talking about at six, and this is a guy that, that a lot of a lot of the main media really feels high on, and I like him too. Is Dallas Turner out of Alabama, uh, a guy that you know is is listed at six four. He's listed at six four two forty, stand up edge rusher in the kind of odd front three four defensive alignment, who's explosive and dynamic vertically. He can bend around the edge as well. But arguably the best guy in terms of who I like, the two top, my two top guys are Jared Verse out of Florida State and then Leitu Latu out of UCLA. And I think both of those guys could be in play at six if that's if, if they wanted to do that um, and go, if, if for whatever reason, if the, the tackle that they want is not available, the receiver they want is not available, and the QB they want is not available, I think, Either Latu, which Latu had a, he's, I think he was at, I believe it was Washington. He started his career. He got hurt. It was like a neck injury. They medically, um, you know, kind of shut him down. He got cleared, went to UCLA, back to back years of being healthy and being a stud player for them. On um, the, the combine's going to be big for him as well, just to make sure the long term health of his neck will not be impacted by going into the NFL. But if he gets the all clear from the combine doctors, like this kid, is absolutely the most nuanced pass rusher in this class. And it's not even close in terms of hand placement, counters, his rush plan. He's so crafty. It's veteran. It's, it's like a five, six-year veteran type of feel when you watch him because he will throw multiple moves. He's a 
kind of he's a multifaceted rusher, a two-lane rusher that can work the inside track, work outside, and just give you a lot of different variety of what he can throw at a, a, a offensive tackle, right? In, in terms of a baseball term, he's a pitcher that has all that has all of the pitches. He's he, he can give you some fastball, he can throw a curve, he can throw a slider, he can do all of those things. And and that's what I really love about his game. He's gonna the main thing with him is like he's got shorter arms. And again, it's just more so the the neck. Jared verse speed to power, 6'4", 240, uh, 260, I'm sorry. Like he closed out the season, I believe the last two games, four and a half sacks. And he's got reps on tape in those last two games. Were you talking about walking, putting a tackle on on skates and walking them back into the backfield? Like it's just incredible to watch how strong he is, but also how explosive he is for a 260-pound, like, thick, physical, dense frame. A guy that I really, really like. You know, day two, um, you, you think about Braylon Trice, you know, being at the top of the second round from Washington, 6'4", 274. Guy has a nice first step. He's very active hands, incredible motor, and he knows how to win. He can win a variety of ways. You turn on the tape, Washington made it to the national championship game. You watch him against Texas. In that game, eight pressures. I think he had a sack, a uh, sack and a half in that game. He was unblockable for the most part. A guy that knows how to get into the backfield. And no matter, like, even if your initial pass set stops him, it doesn't stop him because he keeps working. So, like, he'll throw a spin move. He'll double hand swipe. He'll do so many different He wants to, he's relentless to get into the backfield. So, it's a guy I really uh, think will probably be fall to that day two spot. Uh, just because of so many different, just the the nine, I expect nine offensive linemen off the board in day one. Like potentially like nine offensive linemen, six, maybe six, seven receivers, <clears throat> possibly two tight ends, stuff like that, four or five quarterbacks potentially. So like I could see some of these edge rushers getting knocked down the board. Chop Robinson, I expect to be a first rounder, but there's a chance he could slip to the second from Penn State, 6'3", 250. And I talked about Dallas Turner's first step. Chop Robinson has the best first step in this class. Like, you know, for anyone that follows college football, Penn State played Michigan. and It's one of those notorious games where everybody knows what happened. Second half, Michigan didn't throw the ball at all. They just ran the ball. And Chop Robinson is a big part of why they ran the ball. Because in the first half of that game, early in that game, he was just running right by their tackles. Like, the first step explosiveness, the snap count recognition, to just, I'm talking first, his first step cross the line of scrimmage, the tackle is still in their set. They're still at the line, and he's right around, and he's getting pressure on the quarterback. This is a young man that's like, his potential is untapped because he's still kind of raw in terms of just pass rush playing, uh, you know, a little bit when it comes down to run defense and holding and squeezing gaps and stuff. But watching Chop Robinson, I think he would be an absolute steal if he fell to the second round, the Giants were able to pair him with Kayvon. Those two type of rushers where you can go speed to power, you can flip sides with those guys. And when you have big Dexter Lawrence on the interior and different things like that and be able to show simulated pressures and really frustrate quarterbacks and give them looks to make them hold the ball, when you have those type of first step guys off the edge, you know, with Kayvon and potentially Chop, I think like that's an absolute dream scenario to be able to go in a different go and in, in, whether it's quarterback, <clears throat> wide receiver, or offensive line at six. And if you can get a Chop Robinson, uh, Braylon Trice, in, in the top of round two, 
that's an ideal situation in my opinion. Hey, Giant fans, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay's guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Danny, and I know it's early, and obviously we've got the all-star games, we've got the combine, the pro days, and everything like that. But right now, as far as who's shaping up to be some sleepers in this class, who are some names that you can give us at, and at various positions? Who it's it's a it's a couple guys, you know. <clears throat> Um, especially like defensive line, one of my guys that I don't feel gets a, a love, enough love, and that's Clemson interior defensive lineman Rook Aroro, uh, 6'4", 295, 34-inch uh, arms, <clears throat> excuse me, and he is densely built, strong, physical at the point of attack, really play, he plays a run well, but he shows the flashes as a pass rusher. When you're talking about you know him playing, especially like an odd front playing that five tech defensive end on rundowns and then reduce down to three tech uh, as a pass rusher. And I think, you know, he, he's going to open some, some, some eyes and he's going to be at the senior bowl as well. Uh, another guy, you know, one of my you know favorite receivers in this class, Jacob Cowing wide receiver from Arizona, who's also going to the senior bowl. Jim uh, talked about him on, on, on lock when he was, he came on the show this past weekend, uh, definitely go check that out, guys. It was it was a great listen. Jim dropped. He said, you know, talking to some 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 people in the league and someone he really trusts, and said that the comp they gave him was Deshaun Jackson. And I was like, that is high praise. But when you watch Jacob Cowing start his career at UTEP, explosive, dynamic, twitchy, really good route runner, a guy that can play. In my opinion, he can play outside. See, he he's got he's got the potential to be the tank Dell of this class. Whereas, like, he's not going to fit. Some teams RAS score because like his, he's not going to be the tallest guy. He's about five nine, five ten, five eleven somewhere in there. We get the official measurements next week, but like he's in that range. But the route running, the twitch, the explosiveness, the speed that he has, the ability to really win at all three levels, um, and, and win a variety of ways is going to make some NFL team very happy. And I think he's going to be. I think he's going to open some eyes and end up and putting himself as a day two pick. Mike Sanristil, the the nickel corner from Michigan. Uh, you think about Mike Hilton, who played for the Pittsburgh Steelers for a while, but he's I believe he's now with the Cincinnati Bengals. One of the best nickel defenders in the NFL. Mike Sanristil reminds me so much of him. Where this is a former wide. He spent his first two years at Michigan at wide receiver. He's athletic. His ball skills are outstanding because he played wide receiver. He could actually catch the ball. So you got to be very weary with targeting him because he will make plays on the ball. And not only that, he can then return the ball and make guys miss because he's a former receiver and then take it for six. 
So he plays a run well. He blitzes well. High instincts and high caliber uh, just character. Um, you know, it's a guy that, you know, like I said, because he, he's a nickel. A lot of times nickels don't get a lot of the fanfare uh, in the draft community because, you know, it's like slot receivers. It's like, oh, I want the outside guys. I'm like, that's fine. But when teams live in 70 to 75% of the time in nickel, you need these guys that can step step in right away and make plays. Um, Michael Hall, another defense, interior defense alignment from Ohio State, a guy I really like, 6'2", 280, agile, quick, uh, twitchy, really good hands. And a guy that, you know, for me, he's going to be more of an ideal three-tech. He's also going to be at the senior bowl. But a team, like, especially for the Giants, right? Like, when you have Dexter Lawrence, you can play at nose, that one-tech, take up two gaps. Now you put this young man, and I think we're going to see a trend of these guys, right? We saw Kalaja Kansi last year. We've seen, you know, of course, we have Aaron Donald. And this 2023 NFL, 2024 NFL draft class has about four or five of these undersized, explosive interior defensive linemen that can wreak havoc on third downs. And Michael Hall is one of those guys that, you know, I think is going to open some eyes in one-on-ones down in Mobile next week. Can't wait for it. Um, so it's, it's a lot of there's a lot of guys that you know right now don't get a lot of the love. And it, also one more wide receiver, you know, and some people might say he's not as big of a sleeper, but he's not listed a lot of times as one of those top guys. Lad McConkey out of uh Georgia, a, a young man that plays outside his disease, he plays in the slot, he's you know, got good speed in open field, tracks the ball well, reliable, sure-handed guy, really great route runner, too. Like his tempo, his pacing, everything is fantastic. So I think for him, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, the Giants, they have a couple different places they can go to upgrade this roster. And I think day two is absolutely, in, you know, again, even at six, right? Like if somebody wanted to move up for a specific position, I wouldn't be opposed to, to sliding down and snatching a second round pick from another team and, and getting that day two capital up. Damien, great stuff. Appreciate all your insight. I'm sure it's going to be a lot more coming out with these all-star games coming up. I know you'll be down. So, no, I'll be at the Senior Bowl. Me, Keith, uh, the Draft Network, we'll be actually on the field, at practice, walking around, being able to get a legit close close view on who's playing well, how guys, you know, how guys are progressing throughout the week and everything. And uh, ears will be to the ground to get as much information as possible. And, of course, that makes Locked On NFL Draft a must-watch, not just next week, but over the course of the weeks, because I'm sure you guys will also be at the Combine. Absolutely. All right. He is Damian Parson, co-host of Locked On NFL Draft. Make sure you check out that show. They're doing some great work over there with Damian and Coach K, Keith Sanchez. I'm Patricia Trainer. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Giants podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. Have a great one, everybody.